Entry 49, roles to have in-house. LinkedIn post starts. How do you know when to hire and when to outsource in marketing? In this post, I'm going to break down the structure of our marketing org. So we have the content team, and this is divided into three. We have the SEO part, and these are our absolute SEO experts. Um, they are accountable for all of the SEO execution, planning, and maintenance. And that all gets tied there. All of their goals and objectives are also tied back to revenue. Then we have our content and content writing, but I would call them our journalists arm of the content organization. And these are the people who are focused on writing editorial type content. They're tracking trends. They're acting and writing like journalists. Their core focus is on key content engagement metrics, which again, ultimately all tie back to revenue. Like what is the engagement rate by page on the kind of con the journalistic content that they're writing? Hopefully that is always tracking above our benchmarks and it's ultimately leading to website journeys that can have assisted conversions, um, with, yeah, which are driving, driving that ultimate revenue number for the business. And then finally, content distribution. This is the person who has been building our content distribution approach and playbook. They have a very clear metrics relating to key channels for distribution. Um, and again, it's ultimately tied back to revenue. Now, I would caveat this because I know I'm reading the post and th this is old and that content distribution piece, which I think I've touched on throughout this, this diary, has actually kind of just by the way in which we restructured ourselves, actually fed, it now sits within the demand general. We find that by having that a content exec sitting in the demand gen pods that the distribution gets taken care of itself because ultimately that's what the demand gen team are doing. They're making sure it reaches its audiences through the right channels and the right tactics and execution. So that's the content team. And then we have our demand gen team. So this is split by segment. So enterprise, SMB and DAC. The enterprise team operate in a pod. This means they are multiple disciplinary and have a content team member sitting directly within their function. SMB, this team is running a fully demand first play. They hold 90% of the new business revenue number for the whole company um, in, from a marketing perspective. And it's a very diverse set of activities so um, that they need to execute and a mix of performance and brand actions. Then we have our DAC team. And this team, again, operates like a pod due to the nature of their marketing needing to be highly localized. Now, caveat that demand gen team structure, that has now changed. So I think... What we found, and I guess I would caveat this as well. I was listening to this great podcast by Dave, Dave Gerhardt with the Jasper um, head of marketing. And I think she alluded to a really good sort of mentality and philosophy that she has in her team, which is that like be you have to be open to be changed, like your role's changing and they will need to change as the strategy shifts. And like there is no other department like marketing where things change so quickly and the requirement to be flexible, especially in a high grade scale up, um, is so important and I think my org has definitely felt that especially while we're building out this demand gen first approach there's no playbook there's no like this is how you should structure your org and everyone has a different view on it and as you start working you'll understand like yeah the pros and cons of each and you'll, you'll shift and adapt so I think it's a long-winded way of me saying this has changed um, and so now what we have is our demand gen team is we still operate in pods I really love the pods um kind of approach to things but we have them split by personas so we have our sales pod and again as I mentioned we have a content exec that sits within that as well as a demand gen manager and then we have our marketing pod which has um, a content exec and a demand gen manager and then we're actually adding a 
operations pod because that's become a key core persona for us and that will have a demand gen manager and um, we won't actually hire another content exec we're going to have um, the two execs that currently sit within a demand gen function support that third persona as well um, and then we have a really important role which is our operational superstar role and they are sitting across all of those different pods and they are responsible for activating a lot of the activities and initiatives that happen um and we just found that that's like been a structure that's really working for us right now um and again i'm trying to like not get people too caught up or refined by i'm in the sales pod i'm in the marketing pod etc etc like be more open to be agile um and although i think it's really important for them to deep deeply know and understand their personas and that's why we've gone with that focus um we can all get our hands like dirty and get in you know get get do whatever's needed to help get something activated that's a priority for the business across that demand gen team essentially and we also have that DAC pod sitting there alongside that as well and they are sort of separated out because again it's very like that is a new region has its own focus and they operate very similarly to sort of yeah the sales or the marketing pod um Okay, that was a big explanation of the demand gen team structure. Product marketing. So this is the this team is the cornerstone of everything we do in marketing, and they kind of have five main pillars they look after, which is market intelligence, positioning and messaging, product launches. They have some sales enablement tasks, but I would say I've really been trying to reduce down that um, that burden on them. And we have a whole sales enablement team. So I really again it goes back to that post I said earlier where I sort of try and find a new home for things and anything like that really really gets sort of directed back over there um and then information flow they are multi cross-functional and it's they're critical for that information flow um and they really provide all the knowledge and information that is then taken executed at scale by our customer and our demand gen teams that's how I see them their sort of purpose within the org and then we have our customer marketing team and this team just becomes more and more crucial as you scale. So it's split into four key pillars and their activities are based around these. So we have advocacy, expansion, retention, and community. Um, and they also have a direct impact on revenue. They really are like a mini demand gen engine. They're just focused on the customer base as opposed to um, prospects who are not yet um, customers of Cognizant. And then key roles that don't sit directly in marketing, but are really important to everything that, how we operate and everything we do. Marketing ops, they sit within our operations function and they probably speak to us more than they probably speak to the rest of the ops function um, with this dotted line into marketing. But I really like that they're um, independent of the marketing org and it means there's absolutely no bias. So any analysis or work that they do, they, one, make sure that marketing has a voice from a full organizational operational perspective and they can identify anything that could have a negative impact on the marketing org and that was a big issue that we were having um and number two when it comes to yeah reporting and analytics etc you get far more buy-in for what comes out of that team for it being independent um of like any department so i think that's really important and then we have our marketing development reps. So they sit in sales alongside SDRs and they're responsible for dealing with all of the inbound demo requests that we have. Um, and they, like, they're so crucial because that funnel starts when that inbound comes in and we have an SLA of under five minutes to response time, assuming it's working hours. And that 
it's absolutely critical to us succeeding and ultimately driving that demo request through to ultimately revenue and a deal and then a very happy customer at the end of it. So that journey really starts with our marketing development reps. And then I say in my next post, I will deep dive some of the places, some of the pieces of the puzzle that we do outsource and how this has changed as we scale. And then the LinkedIn post ends. So goodness me, okay, that was a lot already and I've still got more explanation. In an ideal world, you'd want all your skills and resources in-house, but sometimes that just isn't realistic or feasible and it may also um, not deliver the best outcomes. So I have outsourced many skills um, and I'll continue to do so, um, making use of external resources where it makes sense. But in these cases, like I guess above, this is why I feel like the roles are best fitted being internal and sitting within the Cognizant organization. So um, content, just, and I think just to clarify something first, I think it's great idea to use freelance writers to help scale your output of a content plan. Um, I think scaling with in-house headcounts once you get to a certain stage is not gonna be efficient in terms of growing your output. Um, but the really important thing is to have the foundations and expertise sitting in-house first. Um, and that's key because content is really driving so much of what you do when you're focused on this demand gen approach. And the way we do content at Cognizant does require a very in-depth knowledge and understanding of our personas and our product. And that this requirement of work, they also need to be incredibly aligned with our subject matter experts. They need to be really close to all of the content outputs that happen across the whole of the marketing function. Um, and all of this enables them to drive better decision-making because they're able to report back on those key metrics that really matter as well to us. So I think that's why for me, content so pivotal has to sit within the organization. Um, but I would leverage freelancers to scale when I hit a certain point. Demand gen team. I don't believe you can do demand gen in the way we're trying to do it successfully without having an intimate knowledge of your target audience and your products. So it's fundamental to how we work um, and we are completely obsessed with hitting that revenue number um, and someone external just ultimately would not have that same lens. Um, they need to be in your CRM. You need to be laser focused with all the activities and tactics that are bringing you revenue. Um, and you need to be intimately connected to all parts of the marketing engine and wider business from paid to content to sales. So a DG marketer has to be deeply ingrained in the company and it just doesn't happen if they're external. Product marketing, 100% has to sit internally. I don't think there's any way this role can sit anywhere else. They're the expert on all things relating to your product, your positioning, your messaging, market intelligence, the ins and outs of product launches. They work between sales, marketing, product, and customer success. They are the reason for the information flow that's required to make everyone else's roles successful. And the hardest part of the role is managing the ever-evolving internal communication loops required. Um, and I just, there's absolutely no way you could, you could even handle that challenge if you were external. It's hard enough when you're in-house for sure. Um, and then customer marketing, so similarly to product marketing, fundamentally required in-house. If you want to be customer focused, then you need to be talking to your customers days, day in, day out. Um, and they must sit within your organization to do that. Marketing ops. And I think this one's an interesting one. So in the early days, the operations really sat with myself and our VP of marketing, because we're, we're both just very operationally driven kind of marketers. Um, and we're quite comfortable working with like systems and more than happy to get very deep into setup and and all of that um and I think you actually probably need to be in a, if you're going into a company as an early stage marketer I'd say you you need to be that way inclined for sure 
Um, Because you're going to be building a lot of the stuff that you're you're setting up. And it wasn't until two years into my congressman journey that we looked to bring in a dedicated marketing ops role because operations just became at that point such a time suck, like probably taking up 40% of my time, 40% of Liam's time. Um, and we just, and we had a team that a larger team demanding more of our systems and growing reporting needs. And ultimately it was just drawing time away from critical tasks that we needed to focus on. So at that stage, it makes absolute sense for that to be in-house. Um, and again, I, I've touched on how I really like that they, um, they sit like in a separate part of the business to us and they're independent, um, but what I've also found is that we also work with an incredible agency that do support that internal resource and they're called Evequo. And I really like this as a combination when it comes to your operational setup, especially as you scale and grow, because our agency benefit from the fact they're in multiple organizations setups and they can bring best practice, um, for tackling these problems that are, you might seem unique to us that we've never seen before, but they've seen many times and solved in many different ways. And it means that we get this inflow of knowledge that we just wouldn't have access to if it wasn't for having the agency that we partner with so we found that that having that expert sit in-house plus an amazing agency they're called Evequo has been a killer combination for us to get our operational setup to new heights um yeah and I would just say as always choose your agency partner very carefully it's very easy to get sold by a senior agency employee only to find out that your account's actually going to be handed off to a much less experienced person um, and I always ask who will be the person who is going to be working on our account, um, should they get the business? And then I want to meet them and almost interview them like I would a candidate, um, rather than being sold by, yeah, the most senior person at the agency and then getting handed off at a later stage. That would just be one top tip. But for anyone who didn't hear it the first time, the name of the agency we work with is Aviquo and they are incredible. <laughs>